Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 17 of For Your Eyes O-Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Chiroki Sentai O-Ranger. Every week, we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my my co-brother. Hey, what's up, co-brother? Co-brothers. Hey. Uh, Dave, Um, how are you, Dave? I'm doing pretty well. Things are, things are, I'm making it through. Nice. Making it through, Matt. I am in the I am in the middle of like babies are having some hard time sleeping and I am in the middle of rehearsals for a show. Mm-hmm. And so let me tell you about two great tastes that don't taste great together. Sleep like, deprivation and more sleep deprivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in three weeks, there's a spring break. There's spring break and then I'm going to be on spring break. And then after that is the show. Like the week after that is the show. Just sort of like weird timing. Uh, I, I think that at this point, Dave, we have been doing this show this show long enough that all of our listeners know this. Know your show schedule. <laughs> it's okay. Well, it's that time again, guys. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at. But, Matt, it's uh, it's a balm to my soul and restful. It's such a sweet sweet space that we enter into as co-brothers to <laughs> talk about Super Sentai. Uh, and speaking of that, we are talking about episode 17 of Chiroki Sentai Ranger today. It is called The Stolen Transformation Brace. Uh, but before we get... You'll never... I wonder what it's I wonder what it's about. I bet we'll never guess. There's, there's no way to tell. Um, but Dave, before we get into that, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What, oh brother mine, is the first star of the week? It's daylight savings time, yes. and we're back to okay. So I don't know which. I don't know which time is the real time, Dave. What what is real? What's real? Uh, what, what is really real? is real? And what is time? Those are two very good time? questions. Did I? Okay, I don't think I ever told you this. I have a, a friend who has a PhD in physics from Harvard, right? Mm-hmm. So he really he's a real physicser. He's a real physicist. Yeah, and. I was I was thinking I was like so why is why is time like <laughs> like why is there now and then we also like, like just really like what's looking up with at your that? hand just like really looking at it like really look at it no so I asked him like so why is why is time because like we sort of know why is gravity like there's big things and they're connected we think there might be a particle or something right but uh-huh. I was like why is time and his answer was, as best we can figure, because light, <laughs> <laughs> like, like light exists, so that makes time. We're not totally sure. Um, well, then I guess it makes but sense. I don't know which then that daylight would be connected to the saving of time, right? So, but I don't know which is the real time. But this is the this is the version I prefer. This is this is okay. We are going into the good time. We are also going into the false time. Oh, is this the this is the fakey one? This is the false time. Yeah, the time that oh, has okay. like an extra like the hour the hour of sunlight weighted towards the end of the day is the like that is daylight savings time. Daylight savings time has just begun and it will end in like November or whatever. Oh, okay. Well, then everybody who says daylight savings time is bad can can go suck a lemon. Yeah, no. Because daylight savings time rules, those, actually. Those people are all wrong. The real time sucks. Daylight savings time is amazing. 
Yeah, it's I. The sun didn't go down today to like seven thirty or eight. It was incredible. Yeah, it was actually it was a nice sunny day today. Cold but sunny. Yeah, it was cold. Right, cold but sunny. Cleveland in March. Um, it has been <laughs> so much colder in March than it was in February. It is maddening. Yeah, I'm not sure how to handle that. It's actually really messing with me. But by the end of March, I have a student uh, who transferred in this year from Texas. Ooh, how are they dealing with it? He's not, it's not going well. He has a little bit of a leg up because he lived in Ohio as like a, a child. Okay. They sort of, they lived in Texas for like a long time, then moved back. And he he asked, he's like, so how long, how long does this go? Like this being winter. It's like, how long does this does it go? It's like, well, and I said, well, the trick is that there's no way of knowing. <laughs> there's no way of knowing. I said, usually by the if you get to April, you're probably fine. Yeah, like you're, you're by the time April hits, like you're basically cool. Although one year it did snow on Mom's birthday, April the twenty first. Yeah. So. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe too many people were 420 blazing it, so on 421, there needed to be some snow to chill them all out. Man, I don't even... That was a deep cut. That was good. Thank you. Um, so I don't know, but it's uh, it's daylight savings time, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I just found that out. That was a revelation to me. I didn't know that. Well, I'm glad to help, Dave. <laughs> yeah, thanks, bud. Um, anyway, what then is our second Star of the Week? So second Star of the Week, Matt, you know, you know how you think you know how to do things? Yeah, I mean, most Not things. You speci- I mean, I know you do, but one thinks they know how to do things. And then, so I was on the internet. I was on Facebook. And my Facebook feed is very, I don't follow a lot of things or people. Okay, I think that's probably the best way to Facebook. Yeah, it's the best way to Facebook. Let me tell you the best way to Facebook. Follow like four people and then also follow the Smithsonian and like the New York Times. And that's basically what I do with my Facebook. Yeah, and get and real, so there was, get real trigger happy with that block and mute button. Oh man. Yeah. It does do not, not take owe those much. people your time. Anyway, go on. Yeah, it really it takes virtually nothing, everybody. So anyways, so I was I just to be I so I saw this article and it was the gist of it was like, you're bending over wrong, but it wasn't it wasn't like a BuzzFeed article. It was a Smithsonian article. Oh, so it wasn't so it like wasn't, seven ways you thought you knew how to like bend, bend yeah. the knees, <laughs> right? And but it's the Smithsonian article, and it's this it's this dude, and the gist of the article is like, hey, you're probably bending over wrong. I, I was I, like, I am supposed to do it the back, aren't I? I told all those people. I told them for years. You no, know, you're not. You're not. Okay, no, just just a minute. You're thinking of. Not not bending, Matt. You're thinking of lifting. He's talking about bending, like bending at the waist. He says you're doing it wrong. And I thought to myself, like, man, I'm pretty sure I've got bending bending figured out. Uh, and it turns out I'm a big dumb idiot, and I didn't. So here's the deal. Because uh, he, he was like, everybody in America has, like, in, like, Western Europe, like, has back problems. Like, we all have back problems because we all bend over. Like, other people in other places like bend over all the time and they they don't seem to have these problems like what's going on and so he started researching it and it turns out that like we have a tendency like americans have a tendency to literally like bend at the waist right Mm -hmm. like we bend at the waist and we like our back like our spine curves over okay so like if you're bent over like think about like touching your toes right okay i mean i can think about trying to do that yeah, no, no, no. I, Matt can't touch his toes, everybody. Um, but, like, think about the motion of touching your toes and how your back sort of, like, arcs in that way. Yeah. Like, that is the way that most people bend over. And that is apparently wrong. 
If you do it that way, don't do it that way. Okay. Basically, what am I supposed to do? Maybe, maybe this will he, finally get me to a point where I can touch my toes. Well, you'll be able to touch your toes if you do it this way, just not in the way that like you want. Uh, think, do it this way. Like, keep your back as straight as possible. Okay, and you like bend at the knees and stick your butt out. Okay, if that like if you need to look it up, just look up the hip hinge bend. Okay, does, hip hinge is what does it's it called. Does it look as goofy as it sounds? Yeah, it looks super goofy. Okay, just like, I want to be clear. You will look like a doofus, but I've been really trying to heed this advice for a week now, and Matt. Dang it if I wasn't bending over wrong. Like, my lower back does feel so much better. Let me tell you, I've got twin babies. I bend over a lot. Uh, and this has really, it's made my life a lot better. Turns out I'm a big, big idiot. And I didn't even know how to bend over right because I don't know my own body. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, what, Matt, is our third star of the week? Dave, you know who can touch his toes? Because he's very flexible. Jean-Claude Van Damme. I mean, I... Oh, yeah. That dude is super flexible. Uh, so he, there is a show on Amazon Prime that I I had known existed. I'd actually watched the first episode of it some time ago. And then just like, I liked it a lot, but I forgot to keep watching it, which is usually how I watch shows that are not super oh. sentai. Man, are we talking about Jean-Claude Van Johnson? We're talking about Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Oh yeah, that shows amazing. Yeah, have you By watched the way, this? real quickly, if you I have. If you look up hip hinge bend in Google Images, it will tell you exactly what you need to do. Okay. Got you. Anyways, yeah, well, okay, I haven't watched the whole thing. I've watched the first like I think like six or seven episodes. Uh there are only six episodes. Okay, well then I have watched the first like four episodes. Okay. Um Dude, this show is straight up magic. I, I was watching it the other day with our sister, and I turned to her and I said, someday there might be a show that is better than this, but today is not that day. Like, it's astonishingly yeah, now, good. Now, I will say, you really... Well, okay, let me actually ask you this, because I don't think our little sister has watched a whole lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, whereas you and I have watched... All of them? Maybe all of them. Um, she, Maybe all of them. Katie has seen like Bloodsport. Like a really large percentage, I'll say. Uh, I, Katie has seen Bloodsport, which I know because we watched it together a few months ago. Um, okay. So, like, is... I guess my question is, is if you haven't already watched a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, is, is Jean-Claude Van Johnson as great... Like, is it as good if you haven't seen the movies? Uh, I, Does that make sense? I think so. I mean, I obviously can't know personally, but she really liked it as well. So, okay. okay if, good. If you, so, that's a solid If report. you, the listener, have not seen this show, um, first of all, you definitely should. But second of all, the, the concept of this show is that Jean-Claude Van Damme plays himself in this show. And he is also, like... In the world of this show, he is both Jean-Claude Van Damme, the actor who you know from Bloodsport and Time Cop and Universal Soldier, and Double Impact and Lionheart, um, and Cyborg. Anyway, so if... But he is also, in his, like, secret life, Jean-Claude Van Johnson, who is a secret agent, right? He, to be clear, he and every other, like, major action hero in Hollywood. Yes, uh, like, all of the ones who work for this particular talent agency, that talent agency is also, like, a secret organization that, like, sends secret missions or secret agents out on missions, right? 
Um, and the the only way I can describe this show without really giving too much of it away is that it is a satire of Van Damme's career and like a send up of it, but it is also a beautiful love letter to it. And it also manages, yeah, it also manages well, to best. be the thing. It does the thing that a, like very few things manage, which is that it is itself a version, like a very good version of the thing that it is making fun of. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And I think it's the you can only make it if you have like this is a nerd show, and let me explain what I mean by that. It is made by, clearly, by someone. And I don't know who's, like, creating this show. It might be Jean-Claude Van Damme himself. I mean, he's in the show. He plays himself. Yeah. But, like, I don't know who's, like, writing it and producing it or whatever. But what I mean by a nerd show is it is made by whoever's making it. Both, A, fully, deeply, and unabashedly loves Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Yes. And at the same time recognizes within themselves that they are ridiculous movies. Yeah, I mean, they're also great, but they are ridiculous. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, both of those things are true, and I think, like, if you only... Like, if you only think they're goofy or you only think they're amazing, you could not make this show. You need to recognize... Like, you need to embrace the fullness of what Jean-Claude Van Damme movies are. Right, you need to... Which un- is both ridiculous and awesome. You need to understand that the career of Jean-Claude Van Damme contains multitudes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, precisely. Um. Anyway, it's very, very, very good, and I cannot recommend it strongly enough. It was so yeah, good... Yeah, no, uh, ditto for me. Uh, the, that the other day, Katie and I were sitting around like, man, I wish there was more Jean-Claude Van Johnson that we could watch. But there isn't. And then we just looked at each other like, well, I guess we're going to watch a double impact tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can do worse things with your life. No, yeah. Double impact rules. It's got twice the van damage, Dave. <laughs> oh, seriously. Uh, if, <laughs> uh, right, right after you finish watching Jean-Claude Van Johnson, go on YouTube and look up the original trailer for Double Impact. It is beautiful. It is a work of art. I will I will make sure to do that. Okay, anyway, uh, Dave, what is our fourth star of the week? So our fourth star of the week is, uh, I know, okay, we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons a lot, but this is only sort of Dungeons and Dragons related. Guys, do you know about Roll20? You probably know about Roll20. Yeah, sure. Uh, but we have just gotten on Roll20, and man, like, Matt, you and I have some really excellent friends. Oh, sure we do. Uh, our... We do, and uh, our buddy Cody, who has been on the show before, actually, yeah, he was he, on, he got in touch. He was on that first movie episode we did, the Die Ranger movie, which is like episode seven of our show, I think. Yeah, it's like super early. Um, anyways, uh, he knows that. Um, he knows that like we are wanted to start using roll 20 and he got a hold of us and he's like man he's like we and he my wife and i uh megan would just like to make a gift of this roll 20 subscription to you guys like we love you and we would just like you guys to have it and so he just he just got it for us and guys this it's not cheap it's like a lovely present yeah thank and you, it Cody. came out of the blue so thanks man um so anyways roll 20 rules yeah man it's very good oh uh, for people who do not for people yeah that don't already know what it is, please explain what it is 
Because right so, now, sorry, you know we'll... that mom is listening to this and wondering what we are yeah, talking about. Yeah, sorry. So, so mom, you know that we play Dungeons and Dragons, uh, and you need to be like around a table, and you have like half dice and like all of this other stuff, right? Roll twenty is set up so that people who are not sitting at the same table can play Dungeons and Dragons, and basically, it's a computer program that runs in your browser. And you could put, like, maps and little, like, pictures of of dudes on it and all of the stuff that you need to play Dungeons & Dragons and, like, a bunch of other games, mind you. But we're playing Dungeons & Dragons is built into this program. So everybody sort of logs in and there's, like, a dungeon master who has, like, created the map and there's, like, monsters and it, like, rolls for you and it does all of this really cool stuff. And with the subscription that we have, like the paid subscription, there's a ton of super crazy tools. There's this thing called dynamic lighting. So you, I can set it up. So as the players are like walking through, the dungeon is dark and they only see from like the torches that are scattered around and the torches that they are carrying with them. Uh, I can set up like a fog of war, like in an RTS game. So if they're not looking down a hallway, like goblins can be sneaking up it. And stuff. Ooh, that is uh, there's very like, cool. I mean, not cool for yeah. me because I don't want those goblins to sneak up on me. But dude, dude, Matt, you have you have nothing to fear from goblins. You guys are like level thirty. That's it's true. Fine. That is true. Um, and so you can set up. There's like special effects you can throw in for like fireballs, and um, it's amazing. Like it's super super cool. That the only the only thing is is to get like the full utility out of it. Like, it is a computer program, and it runs on, I don't know, like, JavaScript, probably. And so if you really want to make it do... There's, like, you can automate a lot of elements of it, but you need to program it to automate those things. They're like, I don't know how to do that. Sure, yeah. So I'm going to have to figure out how to use tools that other people have created. But um, Oh, dude, it's, it is so great, because I remember the first time I tried to join a... Uh, I think it was a Star Wars game when I was in college that we were doing online. And this would have been in 2005. So the way that we did it was in a private AOL instant messenger chat room. Um, And we just all tried to like type at each other. But like you couldn't, like I was not as quick of a typist as other people. So you had to sort of like raise your hand to to let other people know, like, oh, like, my character is about to say something. Hold on. Don't, like, change what room we're in. So you just, like, yeah. oh my gosh. like hit, it like, asterisk and send that out to, like, notify people that you are about to take an action. It took literally all night to do, like, three things. And I think I dropped out of the game after two weeks because it was a nightmare. And this is less yeah, of a nightmare. Yeah, it was nightmare. awful. In fact, Dave, no. it was a beautiful internet dream. Yeah, it's... It's like it's the it's like the best things on the internet. Like this is the sort of thing the internet is for. Um, we could talk about it all night, but what Matt is our fifth star of the week? Dave, our fifth star of the week is we mentioned it briefly, I think a week or two ago, but I don't think that we had actually mentioned it on the show before. But our sister, who has been living with me for about nine months now, is moving out. Yeah, and she was. She was living with me for a couple months before that. Yeah, uh, she is moving out. She is not only leaving my apartment, but she is leaving the country. She is going to Japan. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, she got a gig out there, um, and she's going to be working at a university outside of Tokyo. Now, 
I was going to say, Matt, you say you say a gig. She's going to be a university professor yeah. in Japan. I, listen, that well, is I a mean, gig. that is okay. That is a gig. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, uh, it's a big deal. Like, it's this super cool thing. Katie, where it's, uh, I don't know, man, like. So she's been she's been all over the world, man. She taught English in uh, South America. She taught in Korea for a couple of years. But it's always been not to like diminish it. It's a very cool thing. But it's always been like, oh, she was teaching at like a little private school, or she was teaching like you know like businessman or, or something like that. And uh, she recently finished up a master's degree in teaching English. Yeah, that was uh, this that was like on the show a, previously. Long time listeners oh, that's may right, remember. Yeah. And so, and this is like a, this is like a university level, like I said, she's like a yeah. a college professor now, teaching English in Japan. Now that's all very exciting for us and for her and whatever. But here's what's also exciting potentially for all of us here, including you, the listeners, is that this means that we will have an agent on the ground living just like in or outside of Tokyo who will be able to hopefully give us like reports from the field as to what is going on in this year's Sentai? Yeah, uh, I would really. What I really want to know. I mean, that's all well and good, Matt. But what I want to know is if she can hunt down the quarry. Like, I want to know if we can get if we can get some pictures from the quarry. Yeah, that's really what I need. I need to know the quarry, the dock, the factory. That one. Yeah. That one factory with the big staircase. That the the stroller got pushed off of you know the one mm-hmm. yeah they're back there today yeah yeah they are back there in this week's episode uh dave oh no. wait matt we just broke kayfabe guys we already watched the episode sorry yeah the timing worked better for us um anyway yeah so it's very exciting um and that is happening later this week so congratulations katie i know you don't actually listen to the show but you are in the next room and you might be able to hear me say it right now so good job for you have a great time in japan dave now speaking of japan it is time. That was a great segue. It is time for us to watch, or okay, we already watched. It's time for us to begin yeah, we talking about it. episode seventeen, called "The Stolen Transformation Brace." Dave, I can't say we'll be right back because we've. Already, I was just going to say it feels weird to say we'll be right back now, but the uh, fact that we are not going anywhere. Okay, Mark. So just go ahead and throw the stinger in. And we're back. Okay, Dave. This was a great episode. <laughs> it was. Wait, Matt, I just realized something. What? We rolled straight through, and I was going to take a second, and I was going to watch the trailer for Double Impact, <laughs> and I, now I don't have a chance to do that. Um, this is a really good episode, though. It is a good episode. Okay, so I can I mean, I mean, can talk for a minute if you want to real quick watch Double Impact sort of in the background. No, it feels weird. <laughs> okay, so we start this episode, and Yuji is out on patrol. He's just on his yes. motorcycle, driving around. Uh, he had... Was it last week that he had a day off, or was it two weeks ago? I... I don't remember. I'm gonna be honest. Anyway, now. he recently had a day off, so now he's the, he's the guy on patrol, yeah. and like is, yeah. nothing is happening. He's just driving yeah. around the city looking for some trouble and not finding any. So he calls it on his radio. He's like, "Guys, nothing seems to be. Everything seems to be chill. There doesn't seem to be any paranoia activity." And he radios in, and we see Goro's on the radio, and we flip over, and Shohei is eating a bowl of ramen. Mm-hmm. They're in like the command center, by the way. And this is perfect, because Shoei is eating a bowl of ramen, uh-huh. Momo is doing her makeup, yes. 
and Juri is just sitting there doing bicep curls. Yeah, just pumping iron. Yeah, it's incredible. And, uh, and then we flip. And I, I think it's Shohei says, like, man, like, nothing has been going on. And Goro responds, like, no, we, we cannot let our guard down. And he goes back to what he was reading, which, based on the tone of his conversation, you would think that he was reading, like, reports on paranoia activity. But he goes back he to reading not. it, and it's just, like, a recipe book. Like, he's just reading a magazine with recipes on, like, how to make some, I don't know, something that involves a lot of cream. He didn't get too far yeah. into the recipe. So we go back. We go back to Yuji, and he, but he, and he sees something. Oh man, he sees a a paranoia, a bara soldier kidnapping a kid, or like trying to kidnap a kid, and like the mom's flipping out, and and Yuji's Yuji runs over, and he's like, get away! And he, and so the bara soldier's running away, and and Yuji's chasing him. The bara soldier puts the child down, but uh, continues to run away, and Yuji follows. They cut. Yeah. Now, I just real quickly, I do just want to say that as he's chasing him, Yuji does yell, "Wait!" <laughs> like, stop your Which, under arrest, evil robot. Uh, yeah, it's like Yuji. You're not going to arrest this robot. You're you're going to destroy it. Why would it possibly wait for you? Anyways, so so they they cut he, through he a hedge, and the, all of a sudden yeah. they are in this uh, the aforementioned factory lot, the the same one. Where previously the stroller had been pushed off of the giant staircase. Yeah. And so the bar soldier runs up and then Yuji chases him. And as he as he gets to the top, the bar soldier pulls its mask off, and it's just a dude under there. And Yuji is confused. He's like, Who are you? And he says, I am the evil mastermind, genius Kuroda. Yes. <laughs> He said just to be he says all of that. This is not like a, a subtitle like Genius Mastermind Kuroda. He just says, I am the evil mastermind, genius Kuroda. Yeah. Uh, That's me. And here's my business. And I want to be clear about that. When when he pulls off the Barra Soldier mask and like jumpsuit, he is not just wearing street clothes underneath. He is wearing evil mastermind genius clothing. Like he's got like the full white lab coat and the glasses yes. and the tie. Like he looks Every bit an evil scientist. Yeah, so he he sort of like he pulls up the end, he's like blasts Yuji, and Yuji like flips over the side and he's hanging off the, the railing, and he says, I targeted you, Yuji, because I knew that you were the most irresponsible ranger and that I would be able to do this and like steal your power brace. Which is a weird thing to say, because everybody else is chilling and Yuji's on patrol and you kidnapped a child and he stopped you from doing that. Like, I don't know what about that plan makes it seem as though it would really, like, prey on a dude who's super irresponsible. I don't know. Maybe he does say irresponsible. I feel like maybe a better, like, sick burn on Yuji would be that he's brash. Like, he just sort of, like, ran yeah, in like without double checking. Like, that would work. So, anyways, so he's got this little, like, he's got, like, a shocker or something. And so he uses the, like, the little tool and he gets the brace off. And he's like, adios, amigo. And he zaps Yuji, and Yuji falls. But yeah, he survives. He drops like he falls stories, into like a big pile of but boxes. he lands on a cardboard box, so he's okay. Yeah, so he's cool. And then uh, evil mastermind genius Kuroda has a jetpack. Oh, yeah, he does. He did not have it before. He has it now. Well, listen, this was all part of his evil mastermind plan. He had left the jetpack So he's got it there. stashed. No, no, no. Yep, I'm with you. And so he, he just rides that rides that jetpack on out 
It's very good. Yeah. Um, so we cut back to the headquarters and they're talking about the evil mastermind genius Corona, who is apparently yep. a world-class engineer and used to work for the, what's the organization that the O-Rangers work for? The, the, the United Air Force, right? The, it's, it's like the, N, whatever organization that is, like, I think that Corona used to work for them back before he was an evil yeah, mastermind genius Corona. Maybe he was just yeah, mastermind is... genius Kuroda before. Yeah, I presumably, and so the chief says he's like, "Yeah, that's uh, that's where he is." Yeah, he disappeared so, two years ago. No one's seen him since. So he says, "Listen, if he," he's like, "I don't know what he's doing with this brace, but like whatever he's doing with it, it's bad." And Yuji says, "Well, chief, can't you just make another one?" And I thank you so much for giving me this this explanation, O Ranger. And then she says, no, actually, I can't because the storage crystal, like the Choriki storage crystals that are in your bracers are the only five ones. Like they were recovered from these archaeological sites. There aren't any other ones. Yeah, these are. So I cannot make you another power. Bracer. These are unique artifacts. So not only can I not make you a new one, but like you super need to go get this thing because all yeah. of the secrets of how Choriki energy works and how. Like our transformation stuff works and our robots. If they could, if the Baranoia get a hold of this bracer, they can sort of backwards engineer it all from there. Remember, like Chief backwards engineered all of this from like a tab, like a corner of a tablet he found one time. Right. So he says, "Listen, yeah, like if he, if they get this bracer, like, like that's it." Yeah, like destroying, later on they'll say like destroying O-Ranger would no longer just be a dream. And yeah, that's totally true. So yep. they need to go get this thing. I We yeah, cannot so, say it any more emphatically than we already have. And I feel what? like we have already said it seven times. What is the next scene, So, Dave? So the chief says, uh, listen, I know, I don't know how he has this piece of information, but he says, evil mastermind genius Kuroda, he doesn't say that. I'm just putting it in every time because I'm tickled by it. So his evil mastermind genius Kuroda was like last spotted at Rindo Lake Family Farm. Yeah. So first which of all, sounds weird earlier because you think he's just at a farm. It's it's not a farm. I mean, maybe it's a farm, but it's not just a farm. Yeah. We've seen this place before, actually. This what this was in Kaku Ranger, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was in Kaku Ranger. Um, it's where uh, the Saruter God Scroll was like uh, in and around here someplace. I think. Yes. Uh, when uh, what's his what's his name? Our old buddy, the Red Cocker Ranger. The Red Cocker Ranger. I know that's why I talked about Saruter because I remembered Saruter. <laughs> what is, okay. We watched the show for a year, Matt. How does this happen? I know, dude. It happens to me every year. It is so difficult. Like, I I am able to memorize everyone's name while we were watching this. And I know that the you, the listeners, are saying, Matt, why don't you just say his name? His I, name is I, clearly Sasuke, but you, which just came to me as I was in the middle of that sentence. But, like, it's... I don't know what it is, man. When you're watching one show, trying to remember details of the other isn't... It's like trying to remember the lyrics of one song while you're listening to a different one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's virtually impossible. Anyway, back to this show. Uh, yeah, the last place they saw him was at this... What is it called? Family Farm? Uh, Rindo Lake Family Farm. Rindo Lake Family Farm. So we cut to Rindo Lake Family Farm, and we see 
the evil mastermind, Genius Corona, landing next to a little house. When I say landing, he flew all the way there in his jetpack. Yep. And he rolls in, and his a, a child is there, his only son. And he says, like, oh, son, like, I've finally done it. I'm going to be a great and wealthy and powerful man. You will no longer have like, to suffer. Like, I nailed it. Finally. Like, all right, our ships are it. coming in. Yes. So the kid, he's like, mm, Dad, I just... He's like, okay, no, that's cool. I like everything that you're saying. You didn't do anything bad, did you? And then the evil mastermind genius Corona says... No, no, of course not. I'm your dad. I would never do anything bad. And his son says, sure, 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 sure. Except that pretty recently I've been hearing you say some whack stuff about how humans are terrible and robots are <laughs> awesome and the Baranoia Empire is the best. So what's so, up with that? <laughs> just can we... You're sure you didn't do anything bad. He's like, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So conveniently... uh. Oh, we get the kid's name eventually. It's uh, Shigeru. We're not going to get it for like 10 minutes, but I'll just tell you now. His name is Shigeru. Or Shigeru. So anyways, uh, conveniently, Shigeru is not for him, for the for the plot. I'm sure it sucks for him. His head starts to hurt, like acutely. He's like, oh, my head. And his dad, uh, evil mastermind genius, Kuroda says, oh, like, let me come. And like he like picks him up and, and exit scene. Yes. Now... We do see at this point that some Barra soldiers are, like, closing in on the Genius Kuroda's house. Like, they're sort of, oh, like, yeah, 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 through right. the woods outside. And we cut from there to a scene of the O-Rangers who have all arrived at this, like, theme park. Rindo Lake Family the Farm. The Rindo Lake yes. Family Farm. And they're all going out to find Yuji's stolen brace. Because yeah, since so they have the other braces... They can sort of, if they get near to it, they will be able to, like, pick up on the energy that it's emitting, and they can track it down that way. So this is, in case you, because you need to understand, by the way, what, what Rindo Lake Family Farm is. Here's my theory. Because it's not, like, it does at no point does it appear to be a functioning farm. Here's what I think probably happened. Like, ages ago, there was a real farm. And they were like, oh, you know what we should do? We should run, like, tours for city folk of our bucolic farm. Uh Uh-huh. Right? And then they were like, well, as long as people are here, maybe we could, like, sell them some ice cream. So then they're like, made an ice cream stand. And they're like, well, if they want to hang on for ice cream, like, we're by this lake. Maybe they want to do, like, paddle boats? And now eventually there's like an art gallery and go-karts and like off-road go-karts and paddle boats and ice cream and a restaurant and the place is packed. Yeah, I I have to assume that in the Cocky Ranger episode and then also this time, like this episode must have been sponsored by Rinder Lake Family Farms, right? Well, okay, it's either it's either that or they decided to have, like, a cast and crew fun day. And they're like, listen, we can't do, like, a total day off. Like, we do have to shoot. But we'll at least, like, go out to Rindo Lake. And then when we're done, like, we, we all can hang right, out. Right. Like, if we finish early, you can take the rest of the day and enjoy the paddle boats. Because, yeah, this is 100% a totally real place. And it is still open, I, I it looks like. So they go over and like literally they are just wandering around this place showing you all of like the wonderful sights of Rindo Lake Family Park. Like Goro goes to the go-kart track and Mobo wanders into a museum. Yeah. 
Um, and it's just like looking for the stolen brace. Like, what, hopefully it's hidden next to this fabulous art collection. <laughs> oh, Shohei does absolutely ride a goofy looking like trolley car that's shaped like a train. He's just like has his head sticking out of it. It's beautiful. Oh, so Matt, apparently they also go to Rindo Lake Family Farm in Car Ranger. Nice. <laughs> um, Looking forward to that one. So they're hunting. They're not having any luck, but they're hunting all around Rindo Lake Family Fun Farm. And the next thing we see is Evil Genius Mastermind, Evil Mastermind Genius Kuroda is meeting with Baranoia. Yeah. Like they're not there to steal from him. This is a this is a meetup. Yeah. And Acha and Coach are there and the Sambara soldiers and Prince Bulldont mm-hmm. is there. And Kuroda says, well, listen, I'll give you the brace in exchange for Japan. So, like, when you guys conquer Earth, which, like, I think you're going to do, I get Japan. Right. It's it's a small and, island. You won't miss it. Let me enjoy it here. Listen, I'm on your side. I don't like humans. Like, I think robots right, like, like you I'm, are I'm way better. And he says, and when I give you the brace, you will you will absolutely be able to destroy the rangers... So, so come on. And Principal then says, like, okay, cool. Yes. I, yeah, absolutely. You can have Japan. Give me the brace. And Greta says, well, no, I'm not an idiot. Like, we need to. He's like, if I give you the brace right now, you'll just kill me. Right. I need... and say that I ne- you never promised me anything. I need some, like, actual assurances here. Like, I'm not just handing this thing over. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know what assurances he thinks he's going to be able to, to get. I don't know, man. <laughs> Like, um, do you just want him to promise? Do you want Prince Bulldog to promise harder? I don't. Like, this isn't like a legally binding contract, dude. You're betraying the entire human race to an in- intergalactic conquering robot empire. The problem is he really wants a pinky swear, but Bulldog's hand is like weird and only has a couple of fingers and he can't figure out which one is the pinky. Yeah, he's going to have to keep waiting on that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they, we, so they leave. So Principal Dunn's like, okay, well, clearly you've hidden it someplace. And like, yeah, of course. Like, I'll make you a full partner, whatever that means. Sure. Oh, by the way, his son. It's a law firm. His son so. is listening to all of this, like, from around the oh, corner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hidden. His, his son is hiding, and he's hearing all of this stuff. And so we go from there, and we see Principal Dunn and Acha and Coach, and they're up on a, on a mountain nearby. Sure. And Acha and Coach say, like, Hey, um, and they're like walking. They're not just there. They're walking. It's like they're going someplace. I don't know where they're possibly going. They're having a walk and talk, Dave. So Ancha says, well, listen, you can't really me, but you're going to team up with this dude and give him Japan. And Bulldog says, oh, no, 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 no. That guy's a human. Like, we're going to get the power bracer and then I'm going to kill him. Right. We just need to figure out how to get it from him first. Yeah, because he's hidden it and I have no idea where he is. He says, but we'll, we'll figure it out. So we go back from there, and we see Shigeru, and he's he's running through the farm, and because he's obviously he's freaking out, because his dad was like, "No, I haven't done anything bad." Oh wait, oh, by bad, do you mean betraying the entire human race to an intergalactic conquering robot empire? Oh, I, I did do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I did, he did that, My but bad. like not bad, bad, like lowercase b. Right. So Shigeru is freaking out, and he sees, he sort of like stops, and he. He sees the rangers and he hides. I'm not really sure why, but he does. Yeah, uh, specifically he sees Jury and uh, Yuji. Yeah. Um, and their and... little, like, radar thing goes off. They say, like, oh, like, this is where the thing is. And it comes up with a little picture 
of um, Shigeru. Yeah. And so... Which... And they call him, like, hey, kid, we, like, wait, come here. Like, we need to talk to you. He doesn't trust them. He's running. Sure. I mean, okay. First of all, I can understand why he wouldn't trust him. Uh, because, like, he is a child and he only knows one adult and that adult is untrustworthy. So, like... Right. Yeah, no, that's... I mean, that's legit. Um, but, uh, but like, I don't know what he's doing. Like, I don't know if he's looking for someone or if he's just trying to hide from his dad. Yeah, it's not... It's not super clear, like, what his goal is, um, but he is he is running. So as the Rangers are chasing him, there's an explosion. Surprise, surprise. And then we we see it. It's Anja and Kocha, and there's some Barra soldiers, and Barra Vacuum. Yeah. Hey, Barra Vacuum who has, sucks, right? Yeah, no, he super sucks. Okay, uh, just checking. Yeah, he's like a big purple dude, and he's got, like, a gun arm, and he's got... He really... He super duper looks like uh, the Decepticon Shockwave. He does look a lot like Shockwave. If Shockwave's face Except sort of got... stuck out in a weird way and did a vacuum thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I mean, look up Shockwave and then, like, imagine that he looks about 30% dumber. Or I guess yeah. you could just look up Vera, Vera Vacuum. That is another option that is open to you. So... <laughs> So they they start to fight uh, Jury and Yuji against Barra Vacuum, um, and Jury is calling in the other three Rangers like, "Hey, we've got problems here." But those three sort of get waylaid by a bunch of Barra soldiers. Now yep. the problem here is that um, Jury is able to transform, but Yuji doesn't have his transformation brace, and so he is just trying to fight sort of untransformed, which is you know he is very good at that, but he is not good enough to. Like yeah, but the like, monster of the week without putting on like his special superhero hat. Yeah, like it does not. It does not work. Now, so Yuji is just this, eating it. Well, speaking of eating it, um, the Barra Vacuum Hey-oh. monster, uh, the like the vacuum laser comes out of his mouth and is like sucks Jury into Barra Vacuum's body. Now you might say, is he giant at this point? How is there room for Yuji to get in there? No, he's not giant. His vacuum cleaner mouth laser also shrinks Yuji so he's able to fit inside of him. Yes. But there's not, like, a holding pen inside. When he gets inside, he's just, like, loose in the weird, like, gears and cogs of Barra Vacuum's body. And and he's trying to avoid getting crushed by the machine works in there. Yeah, which is actually, I think, that's the coolest element of Barra Vacuum. I, oh, I yeah. felt like the fact that you get to like um, see so inside the other rangers of him. are yeah so the other rangers are like trying to get over there they're ambushed which is why they they don't arrive in time to save Yuji so we we see Kuroda and Shigeru and they evil sorry evil genius mastermind Kuroda thank evil you, mastermind genius Kuroda he didn't go to evil go. mastermind and, school for four years to not be called it right yeah sorry about that and so he meets back up with Shigeru and uh, Kuroda has like a blaster and he like blasts some of the, the rangers away because they were chasing Shigeru. And mm-hmm. Shigeru says, he's like, hey, dad, um, why do the heroes of Japan and in fact the whole world think that I have their power brace? Because I don't have it. Yeah. And he says, I love you, dad. Please, please don't do bad stuff. Yeah. And Goro says... Kuroda, like, listen to your son. Like, you're making your son cry. 
like repent of your evil ways, basically. <laughs> uh, and then Prince Boltone shows up and he's like, oh, yeah, that kid 100% has the power brace. And the kid says, wait, hold on. What is happening right now? Like, how is this possible? So uh, the ranger, like, Boltone, he, he says, he's like, butter vacuum, go get it. Uh, the rangers are, like, defending Shigeru. Shigeru gets blasted. He goes down. Turns out, guys, Shigeru is a robot. Yeah, I didn't know that. You didn't know that, Dave. Uh, the O-Rangers didn't know that. Hey, guess who also didn't know that? Shigeru. Shigeru, Shigeru. has no idea that he is a robot. And when he looks down and sees, like, his smoking circuit board, like wound in his chest he's like hey uh what happened to my body why is it robot like, now <laughs> yeah he's like what's dad hey dad hey dad hey dad though <laughs> what's um, uh what's what's the sitch here am i am i a robot uh his dad does not answer him anyway he's just like so it turns out that Shigeru did have the power brace. It was just hidden inside of his robot body. Unbeknownst yeah, to him. Yeah, so that's why they were chasing him. Because he used his son as a dead drop location. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, listen. He is an evil genius. Or he is an evil mastermind and he is a genius. Like, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I guess if you're bad, which, okay, he is, so. Yeah. So, um, so the brace, the brace like falls out of Shigeru and, uh, bar of vacuum is trying to like suck it in. And the Rangers are like, no, we have to get the brace, which Yuji is in there already guys. So if the brace, okay, if that's... bar of vacuum got the brace in him, Yuji would just pick it up. Have it. Yeah. It, but they're like, no, we have to happen. keep it away from. Yeah. We have to keep it away from Bar Vacuum. And well, uh, basically what they do is they do a short infomercial on all of the great things that you can do at Rindo Lake Fun Farm. Yeah, so that is why they don't immediately get the thing inside, like have him vacuum up the power brace. Because uh, first we... Okay, I've, I've got all this written down. So Shohei hops in a go-kart and is like driving around... Like, like off-road go-karts, though. Off-road go-karts. Chasing... Being chased, rather, by a bunch of bar soldiers who are also in these same go-karts. As they start to close in on him, he throws it away, and it is caught by uh, Juri. Juri catches it, yeah. and is doing, like, flips and jumps through, like, a very fun-looking jungle gym. Yeah, like, like one of the big wooden structure ones. There's, like, rope bridges between it, and, like, a slide, and, like, a slidey pole, and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just as the bar soldiers about to catch up with her... She throws it to Momo, who is out on the paddle boats, just pad- just just pedaling furiously. And of course, she is being chased by a bunch of Barra soldiers who are all also like paddling furiously on the paddle boats. Oh man! <laughs> Which is uh, so great as image. they're about to. So uh, I don't know if they're like about to catch up with her or what, but like you know, they've shown us the paddle boat, so it's time to move on. She throws it to Goro who is on the, uh, the the go-kart, like the proper go-karts. Right. And so we get some, like, Fast and, fast and the Furious action uh, on those go-karts. There's, like, they're drifting and doing all sorts of other great stuff. And... 
Uh, Goro uh, starts to play chicken with Barovacuum and just starts charging it at him. On it, like on a go kart, which I mean, I wouldn't want to be hit by a go kart, but it's not as anyways. It's not super threatening. But as he's charging towards Barovacuum, Barovacuum just sucks him up. Yeah, and then Goro is inside, and he meets up with Yuji, and he's like, "Oh, Yuji, here's your power brace." And Which so again, Goro, guys. Yeah. So, like, they clearly get the idea that if the power brace goes in by a vacuum, Yugi, Yuji can just get it. Dave, they needed to show us both go kart tracks. I okay. So, anyways, so, so he, he, uh, he so he the, tosses it to him. Yeah, and then Goro is, is trying cool sequence, to like stop. Dave, can you hear me? What I'm saying. Yeah. Sorry, I just was talking over you for a second. Okay. No, like the the no, way you, you take it. the way that the sound was going, I genuinely couldn't tell if like we were talking over each other or if you just didn't know I was talking. No, I was just talking. I was inadvertently talking over you for a second. My internet is like super slow for some reason right now. I, I don't really know why. Okay, yeah, I, I can't tell if it's just choppy or if it was also laggy. So sorry, I was not trying no. to. Uh, okay. Anyway. Okay. In three, three two. two. One, so Goro is trying to like grab onto the gears and cogs and stuff that are inside Barrow Vacuum to like mess it up from the inside. And then like out of nowhere, another gloved hand reaches out and it is Yuji who has transformed. Like there was no fanfare to him getting his power brace back and retransforming. Just all of a sudden, there he is, transformed inside of Barrow Vacuum, and they just start like moving stuff around. <laughs> yeah, it was sort of weird that there was no fanfare about him getting it back. Although I did really like the shot of like the other hand coming over, like, "No, we got it, Chief," and then like they, and then they just escape. And it's not really clear as to how or what. Like, they just they just get out. Great. It seems like it is, like, spitting them out. Yeah. So, man, I really feel like there was an indigestion joke or something that they missed. But the Obridges don't really do one-liners. Yeah, they should really look into that. Yeah. So, Yuji drops a rolling bomber, which is his attack where he jumps up and, like, spins and creates like a sphere of energy and then launches himself. And then he does lightning tanfas. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that rocks Barovacuum back on his heels. They summon the giant roller. There's a lot of, there's a lot of spinning and rolling things. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do Ancha and Kocha. We, they're just on the go-karts. Yes. I think they sort of drive really up. Understand? They drive up and they're like, Kocha, you got to do it. He's like, Acha, Kocha, Acha, Kocha. And they launch him like from the go-karts. And then they do the giant thing. And then he's, you know, so now Barovacuum is giant. And then Kocha hops back on the go-kart with Acha. Uh, <laughs> just in case you forgot that Rindo Lake Fun Farm has has go-karts. Yeah, in case you had forgotten it in the two moments after they have shown you both go-kart tracks. Um, so they form a giant uh, Oranger robot. Um, and they, yep. they have a brief fight. The fight isn't otherwise unremarkable, but there's this one moment where... Oh, yes. Um, I, the bear yeah, vacuum we is trying to, to talk like, about that. It's trying to, like, vacuum up O-Robo, right? But, so it's just like, it's got the suction going, 
But at this point, Orobo has already summoned uh, the sword. So it just kind of like points the yeah. sword towards Paravacuum and tosses it towards him. It gets sucked up in the vacuum and just lodged in Paravacuum's mouth, which is amazing. Which is... <laughs> it's really, um, really, really poorly done on, on his part. So then they, they walk over, like they literally walk over, pull the sword out of Bar of Vacuum, and then use Crown Final Crash and kill him. And that's game. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're down in the park, and uh, Kuroda, uh, evil mastermind genius Kuroda, is gone, as is Shigeru. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we don't know what's going on, but like, we have to help Shigeru. And Goro says, even if he is a robot, his heart is human. Which, like, I don't know I don't how know. you determine that. Hey, I don't know, man. Maybe that's true. You've, none of you have actually talked to this kid. Um, and it is, only, yeah, maybe. it is only at this moment that I realize that this is, like, oh, it's a cliffhanger. I did not expect a cliffhanger. <laughs> like, I genuinely thought they were just going to, like, real quick wrap it up. Yeah, I didn't know that it was a two-parter. Or I'm assuming it's a two-parter. But I really hope that it isn't, and we just literally never see these characters again. Oh, dude. Uh, uh, no, I watched the the preview for next week's episode. It is definitely a two-parter. Oh, okay. So and there is okay, some stuff going down next week. Nice. Looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, then that's the end of that's the end of this episode. Yes, Dave, but it is not but the Matt, end of our episode. Yeah, so where we got to figure out where, Matt, Bar Vacuum fits on... On the Creature Royale, and I'm thinking, Matt, very, very low. Yeah, so what's who is on the bottom of our list right now? Let's start there. So the very bottom of the list is General Cactus, and he's on the bottom of the list because he's the creepiest, not like, ooh, creepy, like, he's just a creep. Yeah, he's down on the he's bottom of the like list because that is a prison creep. that we put him for for his crimes. Yeah. Uh, just above him is Father Magnet, and he's the bottom of the he's the second bottom of the list because he is literally defeated by his own superpower. Uh, if you remember from like the very first season of uh, Live and Let Die Ranger, Father Magnet could like positively and negatively charge things, so they would attract or repel each other, and he used it to um to like negatively charge the Die Rangers. And they literally launch Shoji like a railgun at him, and then that's how he dies. Yeah. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking: is that that is... I think Bar of Vacuum is worse than him. Yeah. So, like, Bar of Vacuum is a vacuum guy who got defeated when, like, so he he used suction and it killed him. <laughs> <laughs> right and he doesn't even have like his look is real dumb yeah he yeah is at the least new, father magnet had like a cool human monster. form how how long is this list now is he number what 121 122 on this list yeah he is uh, he's 122 out of 123 but that matt is gonna do it for us Yes, Dave, that is going to do it for another episode of For Your Eyes, O-Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things that we're talking about on Twitter, uh, we're on Twitter at Super Sentai Bros. So that's convenient. You can do all that right there. Uh, if you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get the show. 
uh, because we have heard rumors that that will help people find it. I mean, or you can just tell somebody about it. That's another option that is open to you, the listeners. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. If you'd like to listen to any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can do so at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. Oh,